Valley of Famine contains mature content. Please be sure to check the episode notes for specific content warnings before listening. The Rogue Valley Roleplayers Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership, and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you do. Welcome, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are getting ready to play Valley of Famine. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the marshal. I am running this train wreck of a game. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think there's been any train wrecks in this this, this campaign yet. Airship wreck. There was an Definitely airship that. wreck. There's been a few airship wrecks. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm running the shindig, doing the things. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. She's a hexlinger. I'm Austin, playing one on Beardslay, who is as charismatic as a nail, and also as sharp as a nail, and also as tough as a nail. Sure. He's pretty tough. And I'm Ed, and I play a girl named Daisy. The ghost rock drives are crazy. That's what I'm going to do with that one. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the samurai who brought the boom. Billy's got an expression of absolute horror on his face. And Ross has just kind of got this stony, neutral expression. His usual expression. We got the what? What's going on, Billy? What's wrong? Do I see anything? Yeah, you walk wrong? up, you step, you see the bodies of Ezekiel Boone and this other dude who shall forever remain nameless because I don't remember if we gave him a name. And they have been torn to shreds. What? <laughs> what's? What happened? I don't rightly know, Rachel. What do you mean you don't rightly know? Uh, well, Billy, you found them this morning when you came in to open the shop. They were, they were, they were like this. Like they, they all shredded up and torn to pieces. Like, like some kind of wild animal got in here and decided to just tear into them. I, I'm still. I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know. Billy, look. Here, pour yourself a drink. She'll open Ross's drawer where he keeps his whiskey. Oh, I don't normally partake of the... <laughs> Ross rolls his eyes. She'll pour Billy a... Like a tumbler and slide it over... Like, hand it uh, over to you. I don't normally drink this kind of stuff. Uh, Billy, your hands are shaking. Look, you gotta... Just drink. It'll make you feel better. Alcohol numbs all pain. It's the answer to all of life's problems. <laughs> this is some strong stuff, Sheriff. I know it's cheap stuff. 
You can peel the paint on my house. That's the point. Now, say, step by step, Billy, what exactly happened when you arrived this morning? I came from my house, opened, unlocked the door like I normally do, came inside, and there they was. Or wasn't. Or wasn't as like that. Did you hear anything on your way into town? Nothing more than the normal, you know, people getting ready for the coming day. I think the two of you have walked in by this point and you see this scene. What is this? They're making that tail sail red for Arizona already. Didn't. Yeah. Wah wah. <laughs> can I, like, make a notice roll to see if I can. Just by looking at the scene, sure. Ascertain anything that they haven't been able to. No, <laughs> no, it's just all blood and guts and gore. This looks just like a bunch of blood and guts and gore to me. Me too. Can uh, why not do an occult? Sure. That's a five. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and add a d6 and see if I can get better here. I do. He gets a raise. Uh, yeah, the bars are untouched. The floorboards are untouched. No entry was forced in here. Um, there was, you know, the door to the sheriff's office was not forced. It's like something passed right through into those cells and ripped those men apart. Uh, why not give us kind of like a distrustful look at Billy? Mr. Billy, please excuse us a moment. Uh, you look like you could uh, use some fresh air and kind of directs him outside. Yeah, Billy staggers outside. Away. Deputy Sheriff, we have a supernatural occurrence here. You don't say. Ross, uh, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but uh, is there any unencountered time? You're missing. Uh, no. Staff keeps me firmly in control, and I do not possess any sort of ability that would let me. I guess I do have the key. Yeah, we're that's just giving right. him a look like <laughs> if she holds up like the keys. Yes, that's true. I do have the key, but no. Do you know what did this one? Uh, I I rolled pretty good. Does he have some idea of like what could have done something like this? Someone who could pass through walls or pass through materials. A ghost, or... Have we all seen him ghost? Yeah. Uh, why not thinks back to uh, Romeo firing his Gatling gun full speed at a certain fleeing Harrowed. And he also remembers that day in the mining cave a long time ago when we went up against uh, the... What was his name? The Cardinal? And he also did something similar. I believe this is the result of a harrowed of some sort, a, a walking corpse capable of fading from our reality but for a moment. It's how he or she would have slipped past the bars, not even needing to open them. I find it unlikely, Sheriff, that you did this. It seems out of your character, so I think it was a third party. Thanks, I appreciate that vote of confidence. <laughs> Look, Ross. And just covering all the bases, so the good investigator does. 
We rule out the obvious suspects so we can go track down the ones that we don't know about. What are you talking about, Why not? What do you mean it's someone who can move through walls? Do you remember that time when we fought together early on in the mining shaft? We were surrounded by creatures from beyond the grave. Yeah. Their leader, a certain cardinal, as you would later tell me, used something similar. I couldn't touch him. And that gun who fled the scene of our little ambush, I could have sworn I saw a man of mine shoot him. Well, shit. Well, if that's the case, it's a likely suspect that uh, that Arthur Gunn came back. That Arthur Gunn proceeded ahead of us and got here before we did and took out his former associates. There's one problem I have with that, Mr. Matsuhara. It's not his M.O. He would have shot them, not clawed them. That is a good point. Well, in the meantime, we've got seven prisoners. Where are we going to put them? Uh, give them some, some buckets of water and some rags. No, that's a terrible idea. We're just giving Ross like a look of horror. <laughs> Do you want me to call the Undertaker? have him collect these bodies yes if you would please um and then as far as where to keep the prisoners can the railroad assist they got holding cells we have some that we may use all right because it's otherwise it's asking uh, flint to offer up some of his rooms and lock these folk in put them under guard i don't feel like asking that man anything yeah neither do i Go talk to the Undertaker. I'll uh, I'll head down to Medford and talk to the railroad myself. What's Daisy doing? What is she doing? Well, she's probably going to tell the mayor about what's going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You you go to uh, Jonathan's house. Um, probably to his office then the mayor's office, whatever. Okay. City Hall. Sure. Uh, you get there and you see Jonathan just kind of like floundering through paperwork like I don't know what it's supposed to be I didn't even want to be mayor hey we're back oh you're back and you're okay yeah we took down Arizona Red and uh, Lester Lester blank Lester was involved in that yeah well alright how did he go I didn't well we used lots of dynamite Ah, so I see we're not going to be hanging many, many uh, prisoners then. Well, we've got, you know, two ringleaders and a few of the scouts. Okay. I mean, I don't feel too good. I guess I won't be the one sentenced, and that's going to be for the judge. But uh, they they took stagecoach Robin over the line. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're just... Well, you know... <laughs> Looks around. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, gentlemen bandits. 
That's one thing. These people are just they're murderers. murderers. Yeah. They'll be brought to justice. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. Um. Not to not to change the subject, but uh, have you thought about a, a date yet? Uh, I don't know. Whenever's a good time. Well, yeah, we should plan on that. All right. What date? What what time of year is it right now? It's spring, late spring. Spring. It's towards getting towards the end of May, so oh, um, man. practically summer. Do we do the June wedding thing? I think we gotta do the June. June wedding. wedding. All right, Valley Famine June wedding. the cemetery the Jacksonville Cemetery uh, and you see uh, yeah <laughs> the cemetery there's gravestones you see Macario's headstone uh, you see there's at least one large mausoleum and then there's uh, Edgar Pittman's house it's kind of kind of borderline between a shack and a house before I uh, go to Pittman's house I take a, a cigarette, I light it, smoke on it really quick, and then put it on Macario's tombstone. Kind of just a in memory of him. And then I go to Pittman's house. Mr. Pittman? Mr. Pittman? Are you in? There's a long delay, and then you, you hear the, the lock turn, and uh, Edgar Pittman opens opens it. Yes, yes, what is it? There's a couple of bodies at the sheriff's office that need to be uh, collected. Oh. Yes. Bodies. An undertaker's work never ends. Starts to tear off in the middle distance. I, uh... I still have your place reserved should you ever feel like um, taking it up. I will keep that in mind. But I don't foresee me using it anytime soon. Yes, yes, your kind are predictably reluctant to uh, return to your, your natural state. Not reluctant, just a job to do. Hmm. Hmm? Yes. A job. Uh, job to do, indeed. Uh, I will get uh, my wagon. Do you know approximately what, what height and uh, they, they deceased were? I can bring the coffins to them. Uh, one was uh, f- uh, about 5'8", another one was uh, about 5'9". Generic-sized coffins, then. Yes, yes, I have some of those around back. Any, uh, uh, give me a notice roll. Seven. 
seven. He opens the the door just wide enough to move through, and you catch sight like the walls of his house are just have a bunch of weird as fuck paintings all over the place. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you see these weird as fuck paintings, and then uh, he closes the door and he goes around back, and he's he's got like um, a cart. They loads uh, two coffins into. He's got like a stack of pre-built coffins uh, for cheap. <laughs> and he hitches up this just very tired-looking, no-shits-given mule. Um, would you would you care for a ride back to town? Um, I'll walk. Suit yourself. I've forgotten the mule's name, but go, mule, go. Sally. Sally, yes. That's a good name for a mule. Go, Sally. That's your name now. Anytime now, Sally. With the forward momentum, yes. No? No? Okay, I'll lead. Very well. He gets down, starts leading the mule down the road. What's wine on up to? I think uh, since he's his theory that this is a harrow that's turning basically um, non-corporeal or what you might call it, he's going to talk with the other agents and see if one of them has a, a thing that would help with that, which, it do, which he does. Uh, well, who's got the calcifier? Indigo. Indigo's got the... the uh, ectoplasmic calcifier that can make uh, someone who's non-corporeal or a monster, an abomination of non-corporeal physical can affect them uh, we've got some uh, we got the eggheads back back at HQ, we call it soul sight elixirs that let us see with the unseen good, this is good so <laughs> I feel I don't even need to say it but your work is not done here. We need to root out this phantom killer, whatever it may be. There may be more than one. And what about the, the corpse? Are you talking about Mr. Matsuhara? Yeah, I'm talking about Mr. Matsuhara. I've taken extensive notes. You're welcome to them if you like. He has shown valor in battle, extensive moral fiber, I believe he is not a threat, in all truth, and I have evidence to show such, and I've sent that evidence along to the Union. As you say, sir. You can review it in triplicate de detail. I've made sketches. We'll split up, cover the town, look for anything weird, sir. With your permission. With my permission, but also with request. Go easy on these people. They've been through a lot. Very well, sir. <sighs> Went on heaps of sigh of relief. Let's them go. All right. Yeah, they go off. Where is Wynon right now? Um, I think we're probably out of the sheriff's office kind of discussing strategies. Like, the sheriff is getting the cells prepared and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they all disperse and a few seconds later here. Yeah, questions about me. Just ask. What? <laughs> you turn around and you see Phil Custard kind of leaning up against the, the sheriff's office 
Wyhan draws his Gatling pistol. <laughs> You've shown your face again. How convenient. So, what is this about? You said you had questions. Alright. Who are you? Let's start with that. What are you? <laughs> what he's gonna say. <laughs> Who are you really? I don't want to hear your stupid made-up name. I've collected enough recipes, thank you. I, I do believe I've already told you several times now. I'm Phil Custard. No, this is Phil Custard. Vanilla. <laughs> he throws a recipe to the ground. This is Phil Custard. Oh, that's a good recipe. Bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> He says it weird. Why <laughs> not? This thing's weird. <laughs> Those are a couple of good recipes. You should try them sometime. Why? I mean, they're they're delicious. Why do you keep pestering me? What do you want? Pestering? I'm only trying to help you. How? In what way? Why? These are the questions I need to know. You tell me to ask you questions, and you answer none of them. If I shoot you, will it do anything? Answer me that question. No. I'll put a hole in the uh, the sheriff's office. I'm sure he'll be thrilled about that. Why not? She uses Gatling pistol again. Then what do you want? To help. How? You're a you're a man torn between two worlds. Why not? Or Herod. Oh? In what way? I think you know the answer to that. You don't need me to tell you. You're not being very helpful for someone who wants to help me. Well, you gotta want to help yourself. <sighs> Stuck between two worlds, I need more information. What are you trying to tell me? Well, there's who you are. And there's who you pretend to be. Who do I pretend to be besides the obvious? The people I pretend to be regularly as part of my job. Well, that's just it. Are you the man or are you the agent? I'm the agent. Sounds like a sad, lonely life. Sad, lonely choice. Kind of man that would not persevere in what's coming. I've dealt with a lot of shit, and here I am. I have another question for you, Phil. Did you kill those men in that cell? Did you somehow convince yourself that they deserved it? Are you the one that I'm chasing, Phil? No. A dark soul did that deed. A very dark soul indeed. You know him. You faced him down. Gun? Mm. The one and only. So, is there anything else that you want to tell me? Or want to make me tell you that I know by asking questions that you're just going to confirm whatever I say? Because you've told me essentially nothing, Bill Custard. 
Have I though? Yes. You have effectively told me nothing and done nothing except piss me off. Well, I can't give you the answers, Herod. I can just help you see them. I think I'm going mad. I don't think you really exist. How do you feel about that, Phil? I exist. Not in a way like you. Or the deputy. Or the scientist. Or the samurai. Then how do you exist, Phil? That's an answer you're not ready for. When you know what happened last winter, ask me again. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Any fades from view. Uh, so, Rachel, you and Ross are talking to Alan Beaufort, uh, arranging for jail cells, uh, holding cells for these prisoners, and you get that taken care of. Um, and standing outside the train station, Ross kind of lights a cigar and sighs. Well, guess I'll, uh, go talk to the judge, arrange for, uh, as expedient a trial as is possible. Can't imagine it will take very long to hang these folks. Uh, not likely. Probably get that wrapped up by June. Probably wrapped up by next week, judging by the citizenship around here. Maybe. I know the judge likes to go through due process of law and all. That'll be fun. You you ready to be a witness on the stand? I've been waiting for this literally the entire campaign. <laughs> Good, because we're going to hand wave all that. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. It's a pretty clear-cut case. Yep. How did it all go out there? The <clears throat> cleaner squad. I'm a little worried about that, Ross. I think they know a bit too much. Oh, fuck. I don't know what we're gonna do. Can't exactly murder them. They're human. No, we ain't gonna murder them. Not unless they uh, take up arms against town. I think there's a good chance they might do just that. Uh, you get back to the sheriff's office, Jacksonville, and uh, you see the undertaker's cart uh, there, and uh, <laughs> you you hear, "Oh, this is quite a mess." No one. What happened here? No, oh, there's no one to ask. Did Haru not prepare the undertaker for the scene? At the she'll go stomping up the steps. All right. You see Pittman. Kind of like standing there, like, I don't even have a key to open these cells. How do I get in? 
Alright. This is most alarming. Calm down, Pittman. I, I am calm. Look, you gotta just be calm. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna open these cells for you. Okay. Can you remove the body parts? Yes. This guy's on Xanax, like, all the time. <laughs> Hasn't even invented yet. He's just... Rachel's gonna take the keys and unlock the cells. Wow. Are you alright, Mr. Pittman? Of course. You seem... not quite all here. If this is too much of a shock for you, you can go out and take a couple oh, deep breaths. No, no, this is, uh... Inspiring, if anything. Rachel gives him a horrified look and takes a giant step away. Well, I will let you get to your work, sir. Yes. Yes, my work. Today. The work of an undertaker. Preferably. Never ends. Before at night. Though usually it does not involve quite this many pieces. Whenever you're ready, this, Mr. Pittman. This is quite unusual. What, may I ask, happened to these two gentlemen? I'm assuming they, they were gentlemen. It's it's hard to tell with the, the dismemberment. It was an animal attack. Oh. It must have been a very thin animal to get past the bars without even breaking them. I think it was a rabid raccoon. Ah, yes, a raccoon. They are quite deadly. Very deadly animals. <laughs> Verminous creatures. <coughs> yeah. Those raccoons, they'll get you every time if you're not careful. Thieves, all of them, yes. Just I, I quite understand. Be careful, keep an eye out. Billy's... Where is Billy? At least these ones won't be coming back. You sure about that? Oh, quite. Okay, I'm gonna go find where Billy is so I can keep an eye on you just in case those raccoons come back. He came back and then left and vomited. I think he returned to the plane. Well, maybe he went to Flint's. I'm not sure. Alrighty, well, I'll stay here then. Keep an eye out for you while you collect the bodies. Oh, no need. I fear no verminous thieving raccoon. Look, Mr. Pittman. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you were attacked and something were to happen to you, I'd feel responsible. I'll feel a lot better knowing that someone's here watching out for you while you collect these bodies. Oh, it's really quite unnecessary, Deputy. But if you insist, it may take a while. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Joel. Stay and if he asks for any assistance, he'll probably provide it. He does not. Uh, he, he puts the pieces into the coffins, and then actually cleans up uh, the the blood and gore. 
nails the coffin lid down. All right. It take, takes a couple hours yeah, to do. Yeah, I figured. All right. I suppose I will be taking these to their final rest. Truly. Will there be a funeral for these poor souls? Should I arrange for that or simply bury them? Well, I don't know if Ezekiel had much family in town. I think he's... Oh, no, that's right. He does have a wife. His children, right? No, I don't recall that he was married. Yes, I'm quite certain. He was uh, a loner. Well, as lone as a gambler can be. Well, I think... I heard his mother was a tailor. Just give him a standard burial. A standard burial, no funeral. Nothing. Very well. You sure you're all right? Of course, never better. That's my concern. And he's gonna go home and paint this. Uh, send your bill oh, to the sheriff's office. No bill necessary. How how do you pay for things? I make a pittance off the state. What? Yes, I'm a state employee. I get benefits and everything. Really? Yeah. Do you have dental? Yes. I rarely need to use it. How many days off do you get a year? Oh, I always forget to take them. Huh. I have a lot of downtime. I had no idea that the undertaking business is so good. You have to deal with dead bodies all the time. Oh, that's true. I mean, I have to deal with dead bodies all the time, and too, And sometimes though. the dead bodies get back up. What? <laughs> like Haru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was there. I know. You were there? I was literally there. He was on one of my morgue slabs and he got back up. When that happened? I had the grave dog and everything. Inconsiderate. When that happened, did you notice anything? Did you see anything? Was there some sort of spell? Oh, he just sat up. No weird lights? No sounds? No, I've I've been in this business for a long time. Have you ever made any sort of study on this phenomenon? Oh no. Wh- why not? It's not my business. It's actually your business. <laughs> it's like one hundred percent your business. It's your business getting up and walking out the door. <laughs> All right, Nick. If they get back up and they walk away, then they're no longer my responsibility. So how about? In the future, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. If something like this were to happen again, one, let me know immediately. Two, take notes. I would love to know more. Maybe we can reverse this process. I do believe there is a way to reverse the process. What? Yes. She's flabbergasted. Uh, you removed the head. Oh, like should have known he was going there. <laughs> like this, like look of like just extreme hope crosses oh, her oh, face. You wanted to return them to l- life. No, 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 no. 
death is inevitable. It passes. Yeah. Well, I haven't given up yet. Why are you look? I'm I'm standing here. Sorry. Why sometimes, sometimes I get caught up in my thoughts. I don't want to know what goes on in that brain of yours. Good night, Mr. Pittman. Have a safe uh, ride back out to your shack in the woods or wherever it is that you live. I, I have a nice cottage on the cemetery ground. Yep, too creepy for me. Remember, state employee. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> have any other scenes we want to do i did choose a day okay june saturday june 27th all right 1885 so uh who is the maid of honor oh you're asking rachel yeah i already asked rachel oh okay yeah who is the uh best man i don't know that's jonathan's thing to do i want to make this decision (laughs) have you got a dress yet Oh, probably have. I'm probably having one made or something. Or I'll say probably Haru is going to be asked to be one uh, the best man because you and Jonathan had so much interaction. So much interaction. I, th- I think Jonathan comes to ask me, and Haru is just like, wow. "What? <laughs> Did was there nobody else on that list?" Well, my character wasn't super well developed, and I don't have a prepared <laughs> list of friends. I just kind of sort of happened. I wasn't even supposed to be a major plot point of this campaign. You're speaking weird words to me. (laughs) 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 I don't understand. I'm asking you to be my best man. Um, uh, You're one of Daisy's good friends and, well, a friend of Daisy's is a friend of mine. Uh, okay. Yes, I, I I will do this. What, what is in, what is what do I do? What is my job? I don't know. You got swords. If someone says I object, cut their head off. I could do that. I really want you to like take that super seriously. Like if anyone objects to this wedding, Just cut like, off their sh- fucking sh- head. <laughs> if anybody speaks now, <laughs> if anybody objects, let them speak now. Shake. Yes. Let them. <laughs> Everybody just like, whoop. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to fast forward just a little bit to probably like uh, three days before June 27th. Yeah, the trials have been had and uh, the gallows have been, the scaffolds have been constructed and they're uh, pretty soon they're going to start hanging. Uh, the last survivors of Red's Raiders. Man, I almost want to tell people that we should start beheading. Are we not going to do a trial scene? Rachel's not going to get to shout, you can't handle the truth. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's been a couple of weeks. Um, Wynon, what have you been up to in this time? Um, I think he has encouraged the agents to confirm disappearances, um, strange sources of food, things of that sort. Um, he doesn't give them a particular, like, reason why he's having them look for it. Okay. And I think you're also probably keenly aware that you're 
younger brother's wedding is coming up, even though you're kind of... Yeah, I think at this point, um, just to kind of peel back the wine on Vale, he uh, is pretty conflicted on the inside about everything that's going on around him. Uh, On the one hand, his brother's getting married, which part of him wants to feel happy about, but he also feels like he's not he's not that person anymore that was this man's brother so therefore it's sort of like you know he doesn't want to ruin Jonathan's life by just being this weirdo that steps in out of nowhere that has to leave at some point uh, yeah, so already got Daisy for that yeah and and like <laughs> <laughs> he thinks Daisy is really stupid, which also kind of like puts a pallor on it. Yeah, how smart are you? Uh, well, that's what he thinks. <laughs> He's like, well, she believes this stupid thing about Lemurians. Of course, yeah. John. Of course, my idiot ex-brother that when I was not an agent would marry such this weird person irresponsibly. So he's like kind of really mad, and also like doesn't want to ruin it, and also is trying sorry and is also trying to deal with um the decision of whether or not to just burn the entire place to the ground because that's kind of what the agency would has trained him to do but also he doesn't want to do that i think you're at the claim sitting in in like a, a slightly private booth sort of area drinking to yourself maybe hoping maybe that phil custard's gonna show up Sure. Uh, maybe waiting for a, a report from one of your, your team. Uh, give me a notice roll. Uh, five. So you're sitting there having a drink, and uh, you hear you, you hear just vaguely maybe a couple booths over. Uh, so it's this Saturday. We make our move then. You understand. And you hear some other muffled voice. Wynon very discreetly sets his glass down silently and leans his full body so his ear is towards the direction of wherever this is coming from without leaving his seat, without making any sort of sound. He listens very intently. They're all going to be up there. So you just mow them down. If you can get dynamite, that'd be best. Poetic justice, that. And then we quit town, we leave. He doesn't want to alert them, so he stays in his seat very, as calmly as he can manage. Turns back to his drink, picks it up, and pretends to start drinking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear someone get up and and leave. Just one person. Uh, he'll take that as an opportunity to politely excuse himself and uh, follow whoever that may have been out okay. where he thinks they went. Give me a nose roll. Five. Five. I'm going to give him a stealth roll here. Ooh, can I go ahead and spend 
give you a Benny. Sure. Ten. Mm, I'm gonna add a D6 to that. No rays. Yeah, you catch sight of of someone, and you kind of feel your 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 heart, your gut freeze because it's November, and she disappears into the crowd. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at pegging.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and Battle Bards. Music provided by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. Thank you listeners for joining us for our Season 5 finale. As always, if you've enjoyed our show, the best way to let us know and help us out is to leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform or to reach out to us directly at rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast at Twitter, or on our Discord. Valley of Famine will return with Season 6 on July 1st. Until then, stay safe, be kind, and we'll catch you all next time.